Hi everyone and welcome back to the RC Live podcast, a student-run podcast that aims to open the discussion to all things faith. My name is Liana and I will be your host for today. And I am joined by one of my good friends, Isa Carion. Hey sis, say hello to the audience. Hey everyone, what's up? Hi sissy. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Um, yeah, I'm so glad to have this conversation with you. We're going to be talking about Um, sacrifice, and I think it's a very relevant topic now because we're currently in the season of Lent. But before we get to that, introduce yourself, East. Tell us about yourself. Like, what do you do now? What's keeping you busy and all that? All right. Okay. Hello, podcast, and hello, everyone. I don't know if I was able to tell you this, but I've always kind of wanted to have, like, my own podcast or I've wanted to, like, be in one because I know, like, I talk a lot, you know, quite often. That's something that I realized na dun, you know, in the in the pandemic. But basically, hello, you can call me Isa for those who don't know me yet. Um, I am now a young professional. I think that's how I would categorize myself. Um, but I, I graduated from UP Diliman um, about a year ago, and uh, my degree was BS Tourism. But now that um, I'm working, I basically work in human capital or human resources for PwC Southeast Asian Consulting. So it's a uh, consulting company. Wow, working girl. I can't believe it. Well, it's not that hard to believe, but Wow, she's a working girl. <laughs> yes. Okay, and East, tell us about your spiritual background. Like, what led you to Regnum Christi? And how have you been involved in the community? Okay, so basically, when we talk about, like, my whole spiritual background, I think I guess I have to start from, like, the beginning. But don't worry, it won't, you know, drag on for too long. But basically, um, you know, I was born Catholic, raised in a traditional Catholic household. So grew up also attending a Catholic private school. So it's pretty standard, I would say. But um, when I was in grade school, actually, my brother, he would go out to these, um, you know, out of town trips or like weekly hangouts with his friends as well from our school and others from elsewhere. And I remember um, coming over to Christ the King in, in Green Meadows to pick him up with my mom, you know, or somewhere in Alabang from his carpool after these hangs. And that's actually where I first saw the Mission Youth logo, right? And of course, I didn't really know what that was, but I remember that there was a bunch of teens who at that time, I thought it was so weird, you know, because Yeah. There we were at a church, right? And it's morning. We haven't even had mass yet. It's really early, but they're out there like so extra happy, so extra energetic. And they're giving out these like flyers and inviting us over to something for Holy Week. And uh, one of them came to me and, you know, he had so much charisma. And I remember him asking like, hey, um, you know, do you want to come to the missions? It's going to be such a great experience, blah, blah, blah. But Uh, I was very young then at that time and I didn't really care much for it because in my head it was like okay this is more of like my brother's thing so I'll just leave him to it so basically I told the guy I was like oh it's okay my brother does that and then I left like I didn't really you know mind it much or think much of it but uh, it really wasn't until I got to high school that I was formally introduced to mission youth right turns out those kids um, over at Green Meadows they were actually um, trying to start Mission Youth as a group in Zabel. So they were doing that along with uh, a very good priest uh, named Father Eric. So by the yes. time that I joined, right, remember? Yeah, all, all mm-hmm. good times. No? 
So uh, by the time that uh, I joined one of the mission youth camps, you know, the org was still fairly young compared to all of the other orgs that were already existing in school. But because I had already, you know, somewhat of an idea of, you know, what that group was, I decided that, okay, by the time it was my turn to join an org, it had to be FY. And that pretty much started everything. So um, spiritual journey-wise, I think to just go into that a little deeper, before I joined Camp Cinco, so I think, you, I don't know if you think that's old. Do you think that that's old? Or it's, it it's probably not, it's, it's not as far as from yeah. where you you were, but it, it's probably like farther now. What camp are they yeah, in? Yeah, they're in the 20th. They just had their 20th camp. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's pretty far. That's pretty far. Okay. So, um, yeah, when I was there, you know, I was really just normal, I guess, in terms of practicing my faith, right? It's more of like, you know, I, I memorized all the words. I went to Mass on Sundays, really more the bare minimum. So, I guess looking at everything, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, just that one camp changed my life or that one um, mission changed my life. I think as I got older, I look at it more as, um, you know, the camp being kind of like my opening and, uh, you know, that whole phrase of, wow, you know, this whole thing changed my life. You know, we, we say that often, right, after camps or after RC activities. I think I look back at it now and really think more of, you know, that camp and that phrase as, um, you know, an opening to multiple moments that kind of begun from, from that opportunity of camp. So in going to Mission Youth, you know, going to camp, I met the whole, you know, MY group and then I was convinced to go to missions. And that's really where me meeting RC started, you know, having the chance to be surrounded by consas, be surrounded by priests and kind of understand a little bit more of, okay, what, what is this thing that I'm joining? Right? I had to have a better idea of it as well. And um, in that, then I was really introduced into the movement. And then having been associated in 2016, um, I've met a community basically that I've loved for all these years. Working side by side, growing in mission youth, you know, working with you in both mission youth as well as the ECYD apostolates all the way up until the end of college. So that's pretty much my um, spiritual RC journey um, gist. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I didn't actually know some of these things. I didn't know like your brother was part of mission youth pala um, and he sort of you know, introduced you in a sense, but you only got formally introduced in high school. I, I didn't know he was he was part of that whole um, journey. But wow, think yeah, it's it's wonderful how like mission youth, at, maybe at least for for us because we went to the mm-hmm. same high school. Like it really opens the doors to you know this 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 community, our our Regnum Christi community, and it's I miss it. I miss it a lot, <laughs> especially now that. Well, now that things are opening again with the pandemic, maybe we can go on missions again. Hopefully, we'll but see. We'll <laughs> see. Yes. Okay. And with that being said, like, how has being part of a spiritual community, Regnum Christi here, helped you personally? Okay. All right. So um, I think if anyone knows me, they can confirm that I was a pretty active kid. Like, I've been in council since, you know, grade school, high school, and even in college. And, you know, being just a member of, like, a group, it was never really my style. 
you know, for some reason, I always had to, like, you know, volunteer. I always had to go that extra mile or, you know, take up a position, lead, all of those things, right? So in every, in every org that I joined, I was pretty involved. And when you're in an environment like that, sometimes there's a tendency for your faith to kind of take a backseat. Right, you become too busy, or you can skip out on your prayers, or you know, neglect basically the one-on-one time that you should have with God, and you know, basically like any other relationship, you know, things could drift apart. And um, when you try to keep doing things on your own, I guess, you no, know, I found that it's quite hard, or it's so much harder to commit. You know, like uh, for example, working out. Do you like work out for? What's that situation like for you? Try to, <laughs> right? Okay, try so to, yeah. <laughs> in working out like daily by yourself, like if it's just you, you know, sure at the start you're so motivated, right? Like, okay, I can do this every day. This is what I'm going to do, so on and so forth. Up until there's one day you feel like, oh, okay, maybe I can like skip this or like, oh, maybe I'll do this like another time. And with that, like if it's just you, I found that it's you know harder to stay motivated and. Um, you know, do that for, you know, all, all day, every day, all those things. But if you had like a partner or if you had a team that you could work with and, you know, have them as uh, somebody to hold you accountable, also somebody to kind of walk with you and accompany you, then the whole thing changes, right? Like you can become more motivated and you have goals that you can set with those people. And of course, our faith is our personal relationship with God. But in keeping that relationship strong, I think that He's given us a whole bunch of ways and a whole bunch of people to help build and nurture that relationship. So that's kind of where being part of a spiritual community or spiritual family comes in because they've helped me, RC, has helped me to stay grounded basically and connected with my faith. You know, beyond the fun camp activities and beyond missions, the movement really roots everything in being able to help us um, understand the Catholic religion. Right. And uh, from the very mechanical way of practicing Catholicism, like how we would in, in grade school or high school, my faith, basically, RC was able to introduce me to the different depths of it. Right. Having the community to learn together, to grow together and, you know, to even have fun and cry together, which I'm sure a couple of people in, in RC and MY could attest to. Right. I think it's um, really helped me in keeping the foundation of my faith strong. And um, because, you know, not only do we share the same God, basically, but we also have those little shared experiences that we can always go back to and we can always move forward from. So I think um, that's pretty much what the whole, you know, having a community means for me. And I remember during one holy hour a um, couple of years ago, a missionary called Daniel. I don't know if you, you met him or if you remember him or anything, but um, he said that uh, something along the lines of RC being like the super glue that's between his hand and God's. And I found that so beautiful. Right. Because, um, you know, if before at times drifting away from Christ was something that could happen quite often and, you know, something that could easily be played off. It's um, it's amazing to think that when you have people to talk about your experiences with and your faith with, you can learn a thing from two. Uh, you can learn a thing or two, you know, from them. And uh, with that, you can also have things that they can pick up from. And I think 
we share that uh, with our group of friends, no, our sisters in Christ. Every time we talk to each mm-hmm. other, we don't always like try to have a, a lesson or anything in, in our conversations. But from every little thing, there's always something that we can pick up from. And that's one thing that I, I really do love. And ultimately, we all have our conversations and, you know, learn the things that we, we do um, because we want to help each other and we want to lead each other towards how we can be able to, you know, maintain the relationship that we have with Christ, despite all the distractions, despite all, you know, whatever disappointment life has for us and, you know, all the difficulty as well. So. I love that. I love everything you said, especially um, how faith can somehow sometimes take a backseat when we're active in apostolate, I think that's what I love about RC because um, for we we, ver- we really emphasize apostolate how it's an important mm-hmm. dimension of her faith, um, but we sort of need that fuel as well to you know be active in apostolate, and that's why we need to have time to rest and time to pray mm-hmm. and also have time to be active and serve the Lord more actively in that sense. So you really. You really touched upon that, and that's one thing I I love about RC. And you also mentioned about how faith can be like working out. I when you mentioned that, I was like, okay, I know what she's gonna get to because it's hard to do something alone. Yeah, um, I've I've tried. I mean, as I said a while ago, I'm trying to work out, and it really <laughs> helps when you know I I walk around the neighborhood with my parents. Like, so you don't mm-hmm. you don't do it alone. Um, and that's the same thing, really with the faith you need a community to live out your faith with because faith is a communal thing right you can't Mm -hmm. you can't live it out alone um and you sort of need those people to keep you accountable but also show you that god works in people in different ways and you can learn from that and it's it's just beautiful to witness how you know how how god does work in in different people and that's what makes it so fun so exciting and honestly in the pandemic it's been hard <laughs> just because you yeah, know we're, we're been, here yeah. at home <laughs> yeah alone and yeah I'm, I'm excited as I said that now that things are opening up a bit um fingers crossed that we do get to you know see each other again and be able to live out our faith really in in real community in the sense that we can really see each other so yeah Thanks for thanks for all of that, sis. So so beautiful. I I see why. I think you should start your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, let's dive into the meat of the episode. I mean, we've been talking about great things about um RC, and I think this part of the episode will sort of deepen that because, as I mentioned a while ago, we are talking we'll be talking about sacrifice in this mm-hmm. episode. We're in the season of Lent. And when Christians think of Lent, we think of yeah, we think of sacrifice because Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross, right? So what does that mean for you today? Because it can be difficult for Christians to grasp that notion of Christ's sacrifice, right? Because everything today um is at her beck and call. Everything's convenient. Um, communication, mm-hmm. ordering food, um, mm-hmm. even the slightest inconveniences are like, oh my gosh, like, it feels like it's the end of the world. Not really, but, <laughs> you know? Um, and, yeah, like, Christ's, you know, he was scourged, um, he was nailed on the cross, he had to 
go mm-hmm. on go on climb climb to Calvary with that cross like those that kind of sacrifice you don't really see today I mean human rights violations are <laughs> different today but yeah like how what, what does what does Christ's sacrifice mean for you now um, especially with you know the realities we live in today how do you how do you grasp that? Okay, all right. So from all of the liturgical seasons, I've always felt, you know, particularly drawn to the beauty of Lent. And I know like people probably will have um, kind of like a hard time grasping that, especially, you know, if uh, you're not exposed to the kind of environment that we are, you know, having, you know, those um, avenues to be able to learn about the seasons and all of those things. But um, when we hear sacrifice, we automatically think, suffering right and suffering tends to be the focus because you know of course we're working our way up to the crucifixion but there's also so much more to that sacrifice than the suffering that came with it so that's kind of like my perspective and my mindset on everything and kind of helps me you know stay closer and understand more of you know what christ went through because um suffering it's it's often mentioned in you know, our church readings alongside sacrifice. But um, for Catholics, sacrifice really is a big part of our teachings. And I've always wondered why. You know, I've always wondered, okay, like, why was sacrifice such a big part of it? And when I think about Lent, I think about everything basically that's, you know, behind that sacrifice and everything beyond that suffering. So I reflect on Lent also as the love that's kind of behind it all, right? And um, everything Christ that, um, everything that he went through, basically, everything that Christ did for us was intended to make us feel loved, right? To help us understand that when we may think and feel that we aren't loved, that sacrifice is basically his like exclamation point in his I love you, right? And society today, it's so crazy. Like we're so obsessed with, instant gratification right when things get hard okay give up no or when you're not receiving the attention you want just leave it and find it somewhere else no just like that and you know in the world we live in now it's it's really such a privilege to be able to leave what makes us unhappy i think that we often overlook that you know to be able to walk away from situations that are uncomfortable and to like not have to go through that suffering it's so easy now you know to be choosy in in our sacrifices but you know, a lot of people don't have that right and you know that's something that i think we we often forget and those are the things that i reflect on when when i think about lent because i think having that as like your mindset and having that to look into kind of helps you put into perspective really like the different everyday sacrifices that you could have and see you know what's behind that because when christ did everything for us when he got crucified and you know gave us his life there was so much love that went into it and i think that that's something that we can still relate to no matter how big or how small the sacrifices we have to make now mm-hmm. beautiful really admittedly like i i really resonated what you said about um and of course i mentioned this a while ago um how yeah everything's instant 
um, that instant gratification. And it's something I've also been praying about recently, just because you know things are we're we're at this point in school where you know it's the middle it's the middle of the semester and everything is yeah quite difficult. I'm sure you would remember our now working girl <laughs> ever so clearly, ever so yes. clearly. Yeah, and just to sort of look at the bigger picture and unite my suffering or my what I'm going through to mm-hmm. what Christ went through. I think that's something beautiful like to reflect on. Uh, we say, I don't know if you say this, like we just offer it up when you're, mm-hmm. when you're going through something, just offer yeah. it up, right? And I think that, yeah, because going through, going through that sacrifice, um, you know, it, helps us attain holiness. I mean, as, as cheesy as it sounds, maybe yeah. um, some people can uh, have a hard time struggling with, you know, like the notion of holiness as well, or just like this whole notion of sacrifice and tying it yeah. to, um, to Jesus' suffering. But yeah, what you said about love, um, how that was his exclamation point, like his, his sacrifice on the cross, um, and how that opened heaven for us, so, mm-hmm. you know, because he, he wants to, after all of this, um, you know, God willing, we'll get to be with him and we won't have to go through these sufferings, no matter how big or small they are. Yeah. Um, and I think just reminding ourselves of that much bigger picture uh, mm-hmm. can, can help us. Well, it's something I'm struggling with, but, <laughs> you know, it's... It's definitely it's definitely a journey, and Lent is Lent is a journey, right? Not yeah, for sure. So for sure, right? Okay. With that, like, as as a lay person, how have you responded to that call of Christian sacrifice, and how else are you being called to respond, considering the realities we live in today? Okay, so of course, everything kind of always goes back to or, you know, starts with kind of understanding the season and kind of being able to, you know, put yourself in that headspace of understanding Christ's sacrifice and why he did it and, you know, what was behind it, right? But in in remembering Christ's sacrifice this Lent, I've also, you know, sort of thought about the importance of intent, you know, like, knowing that someone so selflessly like he gave up his life for you right and now that we get to live our lives and enjoy the freedom that came with his sacrifice and his suffering when you do things you have to do them with intent like you know for me in my head like we can't just go about our day mindlessly drifting and you know not caring about the world around us like you know, if I were to think of it, you know, come on, there's like way too many things going on day to day, like personally and also, you know, in the world that we can't just ignore. Or we can't just, you know, breeze past. There's already way too much negativity, way too much suffering, way too much war, you know, depression, all of those things. And for me, it really boils down to what I can do to help those around me feel even the littlest bit of love. Know, feel that they're cared for and that they matter because they do, right? Christ didn't just suffer and die so that a selection of us can be saved, right? He did all of that for all mankind. So now, thinking about everything, you know, the perspective's got to change. 
It's not anymore just about the things that you're doing, but what you can do from your being. And I think that that's really what the faith is. And that's how I see it, basically. And and I always say this. I'm pretty sure you've heard me say this already before or anybody who's like heard me talk in, in school or something. But um, in the context of Christ, love is always a verb. I always, always, always say that. So sacrifice, you know, equals love, right? And not every Christian is called to share the faith in the same way, but we're all called to share in that message. And RC basically has given me so many platforms to be able to live my life with such intent, right? In every activity, in every encounter, in the little conversations that I get to have with you, my other RC friends, even the priests and and the consas, Everything RC allows me to look within myself and ask me, okay, you know, what are my motivations? It always allows me to reflect and see, okay, how can I be able to, you know, let my motivations lead me no matter what that may be? Because everything that I've learned and honestly, everything that I'm still learning, of course, what you've said, it's really a journey. You know, we work on it every single day. But um, yeah, I've become a firm believer that the Catholic faith really is a reflection of love. And, you know, as Catholics, we're called to let that love lead us in everything that we do. As the MY saying goes, I think maybe you can say this one for me. Oh my gosh, you've put me on the spot. Okay, (laughs) MY... (laughs) To love, to, love, to, to be, be loved, loved and, and to lead others to Christ. Yes. All right. So that's it, really. You know, with everything mm-hmm. that you know and everything that you've felt from the love that Christ has given you, no matter how big your sufferings may be or no matter how small they may be or whatever you're encountering in your life, that's really it. If you've felt that love so strongly in, in your life, what stops you from being able to share that to others who don't have the same privileges that we do, right? Who don't have the same, um, I guess, access to all of these groups, the same access to all of these, you know, very lovely environments, right? So, yeah, I think about it often as that. Like, if I can do something to help somebody feel the littlest bit of love, and that's something that I definitely strive for, you know, every day. So that's really what it boils down to is, you know, how much are you willing to let love lead you, you know, in everything that you do? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, what you said reminds me of this quote from, I think, Mother, Mother Teresa, that not all of us can do great things, but we can mm-hmm. do small things with great love. I think yeah. we have that temptation to think that if we're going to do something good, it has to be great. It big, has to yeah. be big, right? But that's we can we can do small things with great love, like what you said. Um, just letting people know that they are loved, even like in the littlest ways, can make such a difference. Like we will never know. Um, we never know like how our actions will impact other people. I, yeah. you know, like when I listen to when I listen to concerts or priests, um, you know, sometimes they say like oh I just said like this little thing in the homily Mm -hmm. that I didn't even think of saying and then someone comes up to me the next time they meet they meet them and say like oh that thing you said impacted me so much and they you know it's like those those holy spirit moments 
yeah, yeah things that could be right. just like you know little footnotes in in, in what you're mm-hmm. doing right you don't really realize that it can impact others differently because everybody perceives things in a different way and i think going back to what i've mentioned earlier that it's really more about you know your being as well as what what you're doing because i think the way that you carry yourself out and the way that you basically you know present yourself out to the world and how you treat other people it's very contagious you know and this is also something that i've i've picked up from from rc because Going back to my story earlier about the whole Green Meadows, um, Christ the King Church experience, when there were, there were like teens there who were so, so, so happy and so excited. And it was really, really early in the morning and I didn't understand it. As I grew up and as I became more involved in everything RC, I realized that that's really just the plain joy and happiness that Christ really brings to them, you know, because they they love him so much and they're acting from that love that you know they have from christ like everything else kind of just flows over and i think that's why i also love being part of a community like this so much because we share that same you know feeling when it comes to everything that we do and we share that same i guess calling to be able to share our faith in the way that we do because as i've said you know, we don't all share our faith or we're not all called to share the faith in the same way but like us in rc we have this very particular charism and you know in the way that we do it right to love to be loved mm-hmm. and to lead others to christ and so joyously share that with other people and yeah i think that's something that that's so great and that's something that i feel like we have to be able to appreciate and be able to share to others you know, in, in whatever way we can mm-hmm. yeah i remember uh when i first encountered the the greater RC community uh, when I joined RC Life um, mm-hmm. in college. And when I, when I saw them, I was like, I want that. Like, yeah. I, want, I want what they have with God, <laughs> really. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, and it, you're, you're so right. It's, it's, so, it's so contagious. And even in the pandemic, you know, like, we're still, well, for me, because I'm still, I mean, and, active in apostolate right here but and mm-hmm. still here it's it's what keeps me going even if i haven't seen you know these people physically um mm-hmm. and it's just beautiful how god can work through other people and can work through you um like as i mentioned you know you you never know when you know you're you never know how your actions will impact yeah. other people um and i believe that god god is working there um yeah. it's hard to see or to you know to fathom like how does god work in me <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm me you know <laughs> but when you take a step back um you know and realize these things and reflect on them and take them to prayer it's it's just a beautiful experience of realizing like huh you know you god you are you are here like yeah, you're, you're here else, you know <laughs> yeah you're something else <laughs> love that I, I love you. You know, it's it's yeah. so yeah. Oh, thanks yeah, for sharing that. It's like so yeah, cool. that's where it is, and yeah, I love that I get to share these things with you. You know, when we have our little conversations, or like when you tell our group of friends little stories of what you encounter 
um, you know, in, in life or what you, what you get to do, like, oh, I ran into this person today or like, oh, this happened to me today. Like even the littlest thing, because in, in that, you know, I, I see also how much love you, you yourself put into the things that you do every day. And I think it's something that we often take for granted. The fact that, okay, we can help this person out. Like just, you know, give them the seat next to you. If you, if you see that they're tired or if you can, you know, help somebody carry their things or you know something as simple as helping them set up a zoom like that all of those things like they really do matter and that little love that you can show them in that moment also opens the door for them to be able to embrace christ because they're gonna think to themselves too like wow this person is so nice like this person is so so happy or so energetic or you know even when times are tough this person is still giving so much of themselves or you know, still giving something, right? And why must that be? Or like, how is that? I want that. Exactly what you said. Like, that's basically where everything starts. Yeah. Yeah. And when we think of it that way, like suffering or sacrifice doesn't seem like it, you know, it doesn't seem as challenging or difficult. I mean, it is, but it's, it's, they, they say that, you know, it it makes the cross or crosses like, you know, sweet, I guess. Like it's, you know, just uh, seeing the value in 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 sacrifice and and what you mm-hmm. mentioned about the love that goes behind it, um, inspired by you know the love that Christ had when he um, sacrificed himself on the cross. Like we we can sort of replicate that in in small ways. We don't have mm-hmm. to get crucified. You know, we don't have yeah. to do those good those good those big things. It's really in in the little in the little things, and I guess that's a great invitation for our listeners today um, to let love lead, as you said, and think about the small ways where we can show great love, right? Yeah. All right. Do you have any last words for our listeners today, Is? Well, I just want to say thank you first and foremost, you guys, for thinking about me like that. I felt Christ's love there. You know, in things that I do every day, basically, it's it gets pretty hectic, gets pretty tough. And to always have like this community and to always have RC there, you know, backing you up, basically, and supporting you in everything you do, like it means a lot. So thank you for the opportunity to be able to experience being in a podcast. Like it's so exciting. And um, yeah, for everybody else, I hope that we take the time of Lent to really reflect more on, of course, Christ's sacrifice, but also on how we can be able to, you know, live our day-to-day life with such intent because, you know, we didn't deserve any of it. Like we, as you all know, like we're all pretty flawed and things like that, but God loved us way too much, you know, to be able to just ignore us and all of those things. So how can you be able to kind of return that and how can you be able to live your life so that, other people can be able to experience the same joy and love that you get to, right? So, yeah, I guess that's just, you know, points to consider. And I hope that everybody has a good Lenten season. It's really one of my favorites. And, um, you know, extra fish on Fridays, all those things. That's something (laughs) that I love. So I hope that we're all also still being very mindful of our, you know, little fasting and abstinence here and Uh there. But yeah, basically just enjoy what the season can give you and try your best and put in some effort to be able to learn from that as well. So, Uh yeah. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much, Isa. We can't wait for your own podcast. Wow. <laughs> yes, we I won't have should, time. I don't know. It. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that concludes our episode for today, Isa. Thank you so much again. I'm sure our listeners learned a lot. And to our dear listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, yeah, we hope you guys have um, a good length and you use these reflection points from this episode to further deepen your reflect uh, reflection um, during this wonderful liturgical season. So we'll see you in our next episode. Uh, may God bless you, everyone. Take care. Bye.